Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to the Overnight Success Podcast, brought to you by Maria Hatsi Stefanis. Maria is the founder of Rodial and Nippin Fab, best selling author, and on a mission to help you achieve your dreams. Maria's highly anticipated third book, How to Live Your Best Life, is now available on Amazon. Hi, guys. Today I wanted to talk to you about a topic that I get a lot of questions about. And the question is, how do I get investment for my business? I get this question again and again, as a lot of you guys are young entrepreneurs and you want to take your idea to the next level, get the financing and get it off the ground. So today we're going to talk about how to get financing, what are the pros and cons of having an investor and um, what are my tips and advice to get your business off the ground. So first of all, let's start with what type of business are you and what is the stage of your business when you're looking for investment? Um, It could be that you are already running a successful business and you've run it for a while and you are now starting a different business, which means that you would already have had the track record. And when you go and search for investment for your new business, you can already show that you were able to take an idea off the ground, grow a team, generate sales, and run a successful business. So let's say if one day I got out of Rodial and Nip and Fab and decided to launch a new company, and I went out and sought investment for my new business, it would have been easier um, compared to when I started from scratch. Uh, As you all know, I started Rodial 18 years ago. I tried to get investment, but I wasn't able to because at that point I had no track record. So that's, that's one situation and one type of business and investor that you may need to go for. The second type of business may be that you have started your business a couple of years ago and you may be running it successfully. You may have generated some decent sales and have a couple of members of your team and you are looking for investment to take your business to the next level. 
Now, this is a slightly easier situation to be when you are at a point that you can go to investors and show them what you've achieved and show them that you've started something, you had the vision, um, you put the hard work, you have the sales, and you have something to show. And your business may still be at the startup stage, but it shows that you can make it happen. And that gives investors a lot more confidence about you and your business, and they would be more likely to invest. Now, the third status that you may be in, and I think a lot of you guys are probably in that situation, is that you have just had an idea you may be a makeup artist and you want to launch your own makeup range or you may be a jewelry designer um, you may be a handbag designer or, or a service business and you have an idea um, you may even have a day job but you have an idea and you want to get investment on board to make that happen. So this episode is is going to be more about categories two and three. So if you're just starting out or if you've had something for a couple of years. So your question may be, how do I even find who these investors are? There are a few ways to find them. So LinkedIn is a great tool. You can go on LinkedIn and you can sign up for free, create a profile for yourself and search names such as angel investors. Angel investors are very early stage investors that are not necessarily professionals, but there may be people who've had the business for a while and they're interested in investing in new businesses and supporting young entrepreneurs and angel investors would probably be your first step. You can also search uh, venture capitalists and, and small investors. And again, just search everything on LinkedIn. You'll get a bunch of people you can connect with and then send them an email and start the conversation. Another category of investors are friends and family especially at this very early stage when you don't have a lot to show, you can pitch your idea to your friends and family and rather than get one investor that will give you a big lump sum of money, you can get small pieces of investment from a combination of friends and family that can give you your startup capital to get going. So do your research. Find out angel investors, venture capital, speak to friends and family, and talk to really anyone and everyone about your idea. Uh, they may have a friend or they may know someone who uh, tends to invest in small businesses, but you do have to go out there. You have to talk about your idea and you have to network. Now, the next thing I want to talk about are the pros and cons of getting an investor on board, because not all is perfect. I will start with the pros. When you get an investment, 
you can relax a little bit and share the stress and responsibility with someone who is invested in your business. Meaning that if it's 100% yourself, you wake up worrying every single day. Um, do, do I have enough money to keep it running? Do I have enough money to pay my member of staff? You worry a lot. When you have someone to come on board, you feel that you can share that responsibility especially the financial responsibility, which is really, really important when you first get your business started. Now, my second uh, pro is that if they are experienced, you can use them to bounce off ideas. They can open doors for you. They can make introductions. And if it's the right type of investor that can bring a lot more on the table just outside the investment, you can benefit a lot. It's it's almost like having a partner that bring very complementary skills to yourself and you benefit from a lot of other ways. So it's definitely great, especially in those early stages in the business that you can feel very lonely. At least I, I felt very lonely. And you have someone to communicate and give you some advice and direction. Now, my third pro is that when you get an investment, it feels like you're getting a pat in the back. It feels like someone is saying to you, well done, you are doing a great job. I believe in you, especially in those early stages in the business when you second guess yourself, having that pat in the back, having someone believe in you, it's such a big confidence booster. Now, it's not all positive in the investment business. There are some cons that I need to bring up to you. So you may not agree on the valuation. Let's say you're just starting out and you find an investor that wants to invest the money that you are looking for. But they say to you, I will invest in your business, but I want 80% of it. Would you do that? I mean, you know, that's a big price to pay. You're going to be putting all your work, all your effort. But then if it comes to a point that to get this investor on board, you need to give such a big part of your business away at such an early stage, you need to think about this. I mean, I do remember when I first started, it was probably year three. And I had someone who worked for me in sales and she had a friend of a friend who was, um, he was an unofficial investor. So he wasn't in a VC, venture capital um, company, but he was looking to invest in small businesses. And we had a few meetings and I got really excited that I would get some funding. And at the end, he offered me a very small amount of money and he wanted 15% of my business. And I thought, you know what? Do I want to do this? Do I want to give 50% of my business away? And that was about the year three where uh, I just started get, getting some money in. I just started being profitable and I just didn't want to give all that away. So I decided not to go with an investment. The, the other challenge that you may have with an investor is that you may not agree on the direction of the business, and that can cause a lot of friction. Um, again, going back to that example, when I had this investor interested in me in 
year three, um, we had a bunch of conversations and I was saying to him that I see Rodiel being in the luxury market and that is the way forward. This is my vision for the business. And he started saying, oh, what if we start selling to the mass market and going to the pharmacies and the grocery channels? And I said, no way, I, I don't see my brand being there. And he was saying, oh, that's the only way we can make. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Money. So very early on, it wasn't just that I had to give 50% of my business away, but the direction seemed to be going in a very different uh, way. And I just wouldn't be happy with that. I think that we would end up not being on the same page. And so that was another reason I decided not to go for that investment. So again, bear in mind that whoever you bring on board to invest in your business, if they have a stake, that they have a say in your direction, just make sure that you're on the same page. And my point number three when you bring an investor on board, there is someone that you have to report to in one way or another. I mean, it absolutely depends on what kind of investor there are. There are silent investors who put in the money and you kind of never see them again. And they just, um, they're waiting for your business to do well and sell. But there are others who they really want to be informed and they want to be part of every single decision that you make. So when you are at the stage that you are talking to an investor, do find out what the style is going to be. 
And that's very important because you may be wanting to take risks. You may be wanting to do crazy things to get the business off the ground. And if you have someone who's who's very controlling or they want to know everything or they would stop some of your risky decisions because they don't want to take risks, then just make sure that, again, you're on the same page. And if they are going to be controlling, make sure that you are going to be okay with it. Um, like I'm trying to find a way to describe how this feels. So when you start your business, you feel you're going to be your own boss. And then if you get an investor who's controlling, you're not going to be your own boss anymore. I think that's probably the closest comparison I can make. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my three pieces of advice, how to put together a very compelling and professional case. So let's say you do find an investor, you do set up a meeting and you're there to present. I want to share some tips with you to help you give the best presentation possible and be able to get the investment that you're looking for. So first of all, and I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, put together a very detailed business plan. And I know you may say, oh, I don't come from a business background. I don't know how to use Excel or that. Well, you have to learn all those things. If you do want to get in business and do um, want to run your own company, you do need to know some basic business skills. How do you get them? Take an evening course, uh, go to a one-day seminar, get a friend of yours to help you, but you definitely need to put together a business plan. In my mind, you don't have to put together 100 pages if you don't want to, but basically as an investor, what you need to show is what would be your plan for the next one to five years? What would be your sales per month? So let's say you're a bag designer. How many bags are you going to be selling per month? Um, How many new stores are you planning to open? Or how many new bags are you planning to introduce the first year? Break it down by month. And then how much would those bags cost you? These are your expenses. Are you going to hire any staff? Are you going to employ any outside agencies to support you with any part of your business? Are you going to pay rent or are you going to operate from your own place at the beginning? So you have to be very analytical and break down all those revenues and expenses and show them how this is going to involve I would say a minimum of a year. Most investors would like to see a five-year plan. I think that's a little bit crazy because even in in my days here, and I've been running this business for a while, I don't know what's going to happen in five years. It's too much. You know, I can project a year, maybe a year and a half, but things are changing so fast. But anyway, do a year, maybe try to do two. Five would be ideal, but I do know that's a stretch. Number two is make sure that you present your business plan in the best possible way. If you're good at PowerPoint, create a beautiful presentation uh, or get a friend to help you or even just hire a freelance graphic designer to put a beautiful presentation together. 
And those things really matter. It's not just about the numbers. It's, it's about impressing them with the style, with the level of detail, with the quality of the presentation, regardless of your business, regardless of your product, just make it stand out, make it super professional and beautiful. My tip number three is try to educate yourself with what investors are looking for. I'm a big fan of TV shows like Shark Tank and Dragon's Den, even though I'm not looking for an investment right now, but I am very, very curious to see how up-and-coming entrepreneurs are pitching their ideas to get investment. And I have learned a lot, and you guys can learn a lot. You can watch those shows and see what are the types of questions that investors are asking for and also see what kind of answers the entrepreneurs are providing and that very slowly will make you understand what are some of the things that investors are looking into a new business but also see some of the mistakes that those entrepreneurs are making and prepare yourself so when you are in front of those investors you know what to say and you know what to avoid. I mean, I do find those programs super entertaining. I watch them all the time, but I also feel that you would learn a lot. I want to finish this episode with a final thought. The reality is that more businesses don't get funding. And most of the businesses, especially the the young um, entrepreneurial businesses are self-funded. If you don't manage to get funding, Believe me, this is not the end of the world. Do not give up. You can keep on trying. You can keep on getting back to those investors and trying it again if that's what you really want. But I would advise everyone out there who's about to start a business, always have a plan B. And the plan B is that your business can be self-funded. If your family can help you a little bit, you know, help support you while you are getting your business off the ground, that would be amazing. Ask for their help and just try to bootstrap yourself. When I started, I used credit cards. I spent very little. I was putting a lot of work into my business and anything I couldn't pay for, I was doing it myself. I wasn't doing perfectly, but you know, I even learned how to run an accounting program just because I couldn't afford an accountant. So do whatever it takes to get the business off the ground. And it's not the end of the world if you don't get funding. I would also like to refer you to listen to my first episode again on how I started my business. And I also have another entrepreneur, Alison Broad. She is on episode five, and she also talks about starting her business without any funding. So I hope you guys get some inspiration and I hope you guys get your business off the ground. Go get it. Make it happen. You're going to be very, very successful. Good luck to you all. And thank you for listening. If you like the Overnight Success Podcast, please make sure you tell a friend, subscribe on Apple Podcast, and don't forget to leave us a rating or comment. You can find me at Mrs. Rodia on Twitter and Instagram. 
This is the Overnight Success Podcast. I am Maria Hatzi-Stefanis. See you next week.